This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, only in New York. Welcome to Only in New York. I'm Tracy Carnazzo. I'm Andrea Allen. And I'm Hemda. Our guest today served as a consultant, producer, and writer, as well as acted in Robert De Niro's film, The Comedian. She's appeared on HBO's Crashing, The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, The View, and Kevin Can Wait. She has a hilarious and popular podcast called Relatively Insane. Welcome to the show, Jessica Kirsten. Hi. Hi. How are you? We're great. Thank you so much for being here with us today. Uh, We're really excited to talk about everything New York City with you. I am too. I love talking about New York. Now, where are you from? I grew up in South Orange, New Jersey. And Uh, how how close is that to like, I want to go to Manhattan? <laughs> it's not far at all. It's like a 20 minute train ride. It's great. Okay, so it is part of the bridge and tunnel crew, you'd say? No, because I'm Jewish. We're not in that group of white trash. <laughs> <laughs> and there we're off to the races. <laughs> Do you know that that is actually a term right now? If you say white trash on Facebook, your account gets flagged. Really? And you get suspended. Absolutely. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Well, it it makes a little bit of sense because you're qualifying trash. If you're white trash, it's like, oh, how are you white and trash? If you're trash, you can be black or whatever. So it's like that superior, you know, you have to qualify it. So you're separating it like it's a special thing when you're white and trash. Do you know how hard it is to run a teen mom podcast and not be able to white write white trash constantly on Facebook? (laughs) Well, I've, we're I we're all adjusting. To, I talked to you, Hamda, a little bit about this white trash thing. And I, I do understand that part of it. But also a part of it is that it's like laughing at the fact that you are a white person. You've been given all the advantages in life and yet you still fail on such a huge level. You know what I mean? Like it's not it's not like a full, you know, there's definitely something to it, but it's it's not full. I get that argument. I get that argument. But um, hey, I feel like so- South Orange, New Jersey, though, is far enough away from the city, though, that's not, it's not like Hoboken, right? So it's not like Mm-mm. you're not getting an apartment there and thinking that you're going to commute every single day to the city, uh, you know, as, in comedy. So Jess, you grew up in South Orange, and then um, where did you move from there? Um, I moved, oh God, I, well, I went to college, and then I moved to Northampton, Massachusetts to come out of the closet to uh the closets are bigger the doors are b- bigger there or oh, we it's a lot more closet space 
because again, I'm yeah. Jewish. But um, no, we. I moved there to. I love that I'm saying things that aren't okay. It's very <laughs> okay. No, I. I mean, I don't care. I can't watch what I say and what I don't say. I can barely get out of bed. Um, <laughs> so I, yeah, I grew up and I moved to Northampton, and then I moved to New York City. And why, where did you move why to New York not, City? Why not New York City to come out? It was too much for me and I needed to get away from my family. I was going through a very hard time in my 20s. So I was just like, I'm going to move where there's tons of lesbians. And then I just sold pot for years and um, it was great. That's, That's nice of you to make other people happy while you were miserable. Kudos. <laughs> very nice. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like a utopian society. It's just like selling pot surrounded by queer people, just I fancy know. free. I love it. it. It was amazing because I mean, I was such a pothead. So it was just my way of smoking for free. Sure. And, uh, but I really had like a whole business going on. Like when my mom found out, she was so upset, but she's like, well, you were like an entrepreneur. I mean, I'm, <laughs> were I'm you keeping books? <laughs> what? Were you keeping books? Like, were you doing your own accounting? Or I mean, because honestly, like, you know, we're we're doing comedy right now, and it's so hard to keep our finances in check. Like, were you using, you know, because my my accountant, um, he tells me like, use one card for all your business expenses. Like, did you have a weed card? Like, how were you keeping track of what you were making? And you were high. I can't even find headphones for this podcast. How am I <laughs> for a pot business? No, I just I'm very good with numbers. I remembered what everyone owed me. Um, and I just, you know, g got to, I was going through such a hard time and it was a great place to be where it's like Smith is there and Mount Holyoke, you know, I was like in my uh, young twenties. So I just needed to like get away and go through 17 relationships that lasted right. too long. Well, that yeah. is the way, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. what made many... you move to New York? So I moved to New York to go to, um, I went to NYU for graduate school and I moved back with my mother after a breakup. And I've moved in with my parents like four times after breakups. It's a nightmare. Really? Yeah. I feel like that always reminds you to um, break up with your parents, for me anyway. <laughs> You're like, yeah. was it so bad being in an abusive relationship? I mean, I really, I could have taken a few more punches. Like I should have stayed home maybe. And now I'm here with my parents and this is not. Well, my like, parents I, I like, oh, here we go again. Another dramatic lesbian breakup. She's moving in. Like they didn't care, but it was so, I'm so weak in relationships. I and mean, I'm so strong on stage, but I'm so weak in relationships. Ladies. We're, yeah. I, don't, I can't relate to that, Jess. I can't. I just can't. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking down at you. I'm like, why can't you just get it together? Because I actually have never had any kind of hardship like that. Andrea, Hemda, like we have never. Mm -hmm. We're no. just better, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've never dated a magician at all. Um, <laughs> I have a college degree and I let someone call me lame via text the other day. I let a, I let a drummer call me lame and I apologize to him. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah. That's what I've done too. It's like, I'm so sorry that you called me a fat bitch. I'm yes. So sorry. I was like, am I, am I, I came into this argument fucking guns blazing being like, I have a point. Yeah. You should not be getting into a bar fight during a pandemic. And that makes me nervous. And these are my reasons. And 
oh, I'm lame. I'm lame. Oh, you're right. You're right. I am. You're right. I understand that. I actually, I have a, uh, just when you say that you move back with your parents, I have a reoccurring dream. I have like a nightmare and I'm not even kidding you guys. Every single reoccurring nightmare is me ending up living at my mom's house <laughs> and I can't get out no matter what I do. And I'm always like, no, I swear I have an apartment and I'm like trying to get to this apartment. But you know, in the dream, there's different levels of like, you know, my apartment got rented to someone else or it got <laughs> sold. Like there's always a, a problem and I can't get out of my mom's house. And at the end of the nightmare, I just wake up screaming because I'm in my childhood bedroom. Jesus. Oh my God. That is real trauma. Yeah. I don't even know how to feel about this. It's I don't know, but I gotta tell you, I have so much trauma in my life and I have been working it out on BetterHelp online counseling because something has been interfering with my happiness. Something has been preventing me from achieving my goals. And I gotta tell you guys, I think it is the trauma that happened to me as a child, like just living with my parents and like going through all my stuff and reading my notes from high school. Oh, your brother it's like Hello. being a, a mime in a box like yeah. why am i in here how did I gotta this tell happen you. Exactly. BetterHelp is so committed to getting great matches for your therapist. And right now, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. No shit. Yeah. BetterHelp is worldwide. It's affordable. It's professional. It's convenient. And I got to tell you guys, I want you to start living a happier life today. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting BetterHelp.com dot com slash new york join over one million people taking charge of their mental health again that's better help h-e-l-p dot com slash new york yeah let me tell you one way that you know that you need therapy if your partner goes it wasn't me and you're staring at it and you're like fair enough i could see what you're saying (laughs) (laughs) you could you could call someone anyone really you know it's like the Shaggy song. I saw yep. it do it in the counter. And you're like, I'm looking right at you while you're doing yep. it. Why am I not saying anything? Why am I not saying anything? <laughs> Everything's uh, fine. So Jess, uh, you, when was the, the time that you moved into New York City proper? Did you ever live in Manhattan? Yeah, yeah. I Well, I was in a, another relation. I mean, I was in no. like a, What? Yeah, no, I was with an, a long one. My first baby mama. That was a long uh-huh. one. It, it ended after two years, but we were together for 12. And, um, and we moved into New York to her grandmother's place, which had like shaggy, you said shaggy, it had shaggy, shaggy? Sha- yeah, yeah. Shag, shag, yeah. No, yeah. shag, right? Shag, shag. yeah, shag, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm like shaggy. Um, <laughs> Sade? <laughs> it had uh, green, like really, oh God, just a horrible apartment from like 1910 yeah and we didn't decorate anything um and we just lived there and it was like all her stuff yeah so you was it was she dead yes she was dead so you lived in a dead our subtle Mm (laughs) co-host was she all the way dead did she drop dead did you guys hook up on her corpse or like how was it she broke How'd you get the apartment? She dropped that. Can you connect me to to her family? Sorry, guys. What do you want me to say? It was she feeling okay when you were living Both there? Corpse. That's how dead she was. No. Um, where, where was the apartment? 
It was on, oh God, it was on 34th Street between Park and Lex, like a real grandmother. Yeah, Yeah, I'd wait around for her to die for that apartment. It's so funny how, like, by the way, thoughts and prayers. Anyway, Andrea, I hope you're okay, Jess. Whatever. (laughs) Sorry for your loss. Whatever. Ever since I've been mourning Muriel um, (laughs) since 19, yeah, it's 2004. Well, who doesn't miss Muriel? How could you not? (laughs) Oh, I'm the. Whenever an old person starts looking away and they have a nice rent-controlled apartment, everyone in their life is just moving in. Yeah. True. You just wait. This is New York. I'm waiting for Hamda to go. It's such a (laughs) unique... If that if that myasthenia gravis kicks in, I'm getting that studio in LIC. Okay, that was it has very a, specific. It has a backyard. I'm giving him to COVID so that I can have that sweet. That's very funny. <laughs> I haven't even seen her apartment. Now I want it too. Oh, you want it? Prime location, honestly. It's so funny because in New York City, um, we take things so differently. We take the news of a death so differently than anywhere else in the world. Yeah, we're like, oh. Your aunt died? Where did she live exactly? <laughs> what was her rent? Was that was that in Stytown? That was that's a pretty good location. Is the do you know the super? Yes. Could you get me in touch with him? Oh, All it was sudden- controlled. <laughs> Has anyone All- claimed it yet? All of a sudden, the neighborhoods that you were like iffy about start looking real good. You know what? I could deal with some bros on a Friday night in my neighborhood. I can work that out. Well, Hamda. Yeah. It's fine if I get assaulted. It's a three bedroom apartment. Hamda, you have, you have, you got connected to your landlord via another comedian, right? I don't know how far I can say, but it's a a network of elite comedy people that ushered you into this apartment. Yes. Correct. Oh, Uh, yes. uh (laughs) Uh-huh. And I'm going to need you to write a letter of recommendation for me when you die. I shoot you not. (laughs) I shit you not. I whenever I think like, you know, eventually I'm going to have to move out of here. Probably Uh I'm like, I already wrote the letter to my landlords about you. That's a good friend. I I know it is. And I I think they'd be happy to have you anyway. Thank you. I'm glad we worked this out on this podcast. I don't know. I just feel like, does anyone want my apartment? No. (laughs) Yes. I would love your apartment. Okay, cool. I got you. It's very, I just, it's, it's, (laughs) I love the way you decorated. Thank you so much. It, well, you could you could just move right in here with the furniture and everything. You could just right. talk on my dead corpse, you know? Right. <laughs> if you drop dead, I would love to live in your apartment. Oh my God, thank you. That I just this is I, what I mean. This yeah. is this podcast had turned into an affidavit of sorts now. Like, yeah. We all have <laughs> Right. So, so when I'm not dead, all you have to do, Jess, is bring this podcast to your lawyer and be like, hey, can you just work on this? I don't know if you saw at the seven minute mark when Tracy <laughs> granted me her apartment. I think so, that'll work. So minutes. when you, you when you were living in the dead lady's apartment, how long were you there for? <laughs> <laughs> and were you paying rent? <laughs> dead lady. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. We weren't paying rent, thank God, because I was early, very early on in stand-up, and I had yeah. nothing. When I tell you nothing, I had nothing. I was counting change. We yeah. Were, uh, she was waitressing, I was bartending, and we were just counting change to pay for things. And uh, so thank God we didn't have to pay rent. So who paid the rent? Did anyone pay the rent, or it was just the estate? Uh, the estate, yeah. Okay. 
So you were just living off. Not only were you taking her apartment, you took her entire identity. (laughs) No, I'm I'm here for it. Dressing like her. This is the weird thing. I didn't even have to, but I started wearing huge pearl earrings and. I had a tuck and wear a dress. It was a whole. There was, you had a tuck. I love that. Um, so the funny thing is we had Bonnie uh, on a couple of weeks ago and Bonnie actually lived in a dead woman's apartment yes. uh, in Harlem and she started wearing her clothes. Yeah. And drinking her airline liquor and shit. Yeah. This like is... she was this. You guys, no wonder you guys are such good friends. Yeah. <laughs> This is a female comedian's journey. It's like you're going to move to New York City. You're probably going to live in a dead lady's house. It's fine. <laughs> that's that's the best it. case scenario. Like make that sure can't you're be, her size. Yeah. That can't be your worst place, right? No. No. If it's long, I mean, the colors were a little bright, but listen, <laughs> it's fine. I was willing to just open up a little bit and stay there. I, it was really, it had a smell. It was a lot. Yeah. Was she still there? Well, um, she might be in the closet. I don't know. She, maybe she was in there in the wall or something. You that were like, do you smell that? that? Yeah, it smelled like like uh, lockers. Mm-hmm. Like it smelled like. Oh. Not- Just you're selling this apartment pretty hard. Like I'm. In- <laughs> <laughs> it smelled like lockers. Okay, not, not fresh. <laughs> With applesauce or sour cream? Oh, yeah, a little Is- salt. No, no, it's. <laughs> It's not like the lockers that she made when she was alive. It smelled like, yeah, I could smell the salt. No, it Is was, this- it, it was like, like burnt locker. It didn't, wasn't oh, okay. a, it was a Jewish, you know what I'm talking about. Old oil. Yeah. Was, Wait, was, so are you just implying that Hemda's Jewish? We pronounce it <laughs> over here at the Hopkins. You say it, you all say it. I love Hemda. I, I Hemda. Love yeah, it reminds me of the camps. Oh, thank you. So, That's um, nice. I'm sorry. Tracy's laughing. I just get so dark sometimes. I'm not laughing. That was actually Hemda laughing in case anyone is writing down when I I'm laugh laughing. at Jewish jokes. I'm laughing. So Andrea laughed. Andrea I love it. I don't. Dark. I don't even know you that well, but you're very dark. It's good. <laughs> oh, yeah. You nailed it. You nailed yeah. it, baby. So yeah. is that how a female comedian makes it? You have to live in a dead lady's place? Like, that's part of it? That's the journey? I feel yeah. like. I, mean, I took yeah. a class and they were like, if you really want to make it, you have to perform in- <laughs> Some bitches dead bit like what's gonna which class was that? Um, well, I did take a class. I took a oh, class. Oh, did you? Wow. Yeah, American Comedy Institute. And wow. it was the only way I could start doing stand-up, I'm serious, is to get up in front of people, you know, for six weeks because I was petrified, petrified to do it. I don't it. see this a lot of times is frowned upon in the comedy community, but I think it's frowned upon when the person is just robbing you. But I think anybody yeah. can use a class in their field that I, they've never done before in their lives. Like, why do we poo-poo that? Well, comics are so ridiculous that way. I love these rules that people make. Up. It's normally the men, you know, don't take a class. You know, you don't need to think. I, I would have never done it if I didn't go try, like stand in front of eight people because yeah. I really couldn't do it. And I didn't know what the fuck to say. So it helped me like create something to say. And I felt confident about it. So tell us about your New York experiences. What was the worst place? What was like the worst thing that ever happened? Very New York gritty. Please convince our listeners to not move here and maybe regret that they plan to visit, please. This is an anti-tourism podcast. (laughs) (laughs) That's what our tagline should be. If if Corona wasn't enough to keep them away. No, it's like you have to say more now. Yeah. (laughs) Um. It was, 
I, the worst one I lived in was in the basement. I lived oh. in, I mean, energy wise, let's just be real. That's not good. I lived in the basement of a high rise on um, oh. West, yeah, on Riverside Drive and like 96th, I think it was. And it beautiful was a beautiful area. It's a what, beautiful what neighborhood area. is that considered? Upper West Side. Okay. Yeah. Riverside Park, you know, but it was, uh, it was really like I felt the building on top of me, literally. Yeah. Like, it just felt <laughs> to go down, like it was just our apartment and then the super uh, lived down there too. I, it's so weird. He lived but in your was, apartment? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> dead also. No, he wasn't living. He was dead. We just only moved into dead people's apartments. When, whenever I've lived in a basement, there's always like the shitty, tiny, sunken window that they have yes. to try to try to like prove to you that you're not in a basement. I'm like, it's a fucking. I smell it. It's a basement, and I yeah, live. If you're at eye level with a rat. <laughs> you're in the basement. You're in. New I I lived in a fucking basement in Williamsburg, right next door to a club, and people would be out every night, fucking drunk you know and whatever it's i'm next to a club like to be expected but one night i just see a dick i see a dick like hovering <laughs> below the window yeah you're welcome andrea i was trying to get you a gift <laughs> it was your I birthday am, the next i week. am so sick of dicks being represented as gifts they're a plague and i hate them i see a dick and i'm like oh you better not be fucking peeing on my window right now you are you motherfucker you motherfucker I and i'm like if i saw a dick in my window i would have to go to a mental institution <laughs> number one it's crazy i haven't been a, a fucking locked up so i go I, I, I truly believe that dudes have never understood melissa etheridge and that's a main problem i i get out i'm in my thank fucking <laughs> thank you one lesbian <laughs> listen i'm here for it yeah, I'm here for I'm, I'm here oh. for the window jokes. Okay. Okay. I'm wearing it wasn't socks on me. I'm from Canada. Relax. <laughs> I'm in the club. On? Yes. You're a just because listen, just because I, I mean, have I'm a boyfriend not, not. doesn't right, but that's what I'm saying. Just because I have a boyfriend doesn't mean I'm not a lesbian. Okay. You're, well, <laughs> yeah, I know Tracy, you, but you like Dick, like you really like Dick. Yeah. It's, delicious um but i also wear uh i also wear no i i don't have a thumb ring but i do watch orange is the new black religiously that's not like enough. as a porn yeah no i mean i love orange is the new black i i remember uh a few years ago it was Christmas. is this your i'm friends with a lesbian yeah what's going on here no oh, i i listen I am tracy, tracy i've eaten pussy get out of here <laughs> Okay, Andrea, you don't know me. Okay, you don't I know what I've been through. You don't know my struggles. Okay, I watched Orange Is the New Black, and I went. Yes, home let's try to out lesbian each other. Just kind sure. of like a turn. My <laughs> brother, I cry my... twelve hours a day and only eat hummus. Oh, I'm allergic to hummus. Ugh, this isn't great. Uh, no, and my brother said to me, I was like, I, I actually, this was Christmas dinner. I was like, I'm gonna go home and finish Orange Is the New Black, and he's like, you have always skewed a little lesbian. He did say that, that to me. No, oh, that's a nice. Yeah. That's nice. Tell, and then, uh, tell your brother to travel a little more. This, he's a little <laughs> fucking. He needs to get out. Yeah, and then yeah. also a club owner. Um, he he asked me where I lived, and he asked me if I lived alone. I said I lived with my boyfriend, and he said, "Oh, I wasn't expecting that at all." Hmm. I take oh, that yeah. as a compliment. I take that as a fucking compliment. Yeah. Because if people think you're straight, they piss in your goddamn window. Okay. <laughs> 
So this dick is, uh, there's piss all over my window. I come out, I'm wearing a bathrobe and of I'm like, course. it's 5 a.m. Listen, I know you're all partying. It's fine. And like you're, you're fighting on the streets, whatever. But you pissed on my fucking window there. You could piss anywhere. What, I, why do I have to see your fucking dick right now? Can and I go, do an impersonation that I'm just guessing? Sure. Hey, you should smile more. Also. I feel yep. like you might be. Pr- no. Yep. He goes, are you on Tinder? Because I would swipe right on you. And then I think I hit a scream pitch that was like only could be heard by dogs. And then I That's moved. That's the only moved, New York scream pitch. Yeah. And they've been together for seven and a half years. <laughs> <laughs> and then I moved back to my parents' place. I mean, it's a whole fucking thing. <sighs> okay. So, so, Jess, you live in this basement uh, on the Upper West Side and are there rodents? Or are there bugs? And I'm not asking you uh, if there are, which one are there? Because I know that there's something. Well, there were bugs, but if there were, I'm not saying this to be funny. If there was a rat in front of me and a starving tiger and I was holding a pound of red meat. Okay. I'd rather the tiger. I, I uh, have a really? problem with rats. Yeah. Like I'll, I can't. Oh, we're opposite and rats. I can't take it. I can't. What about like a... A gentrified rat. No, it doesn't matter what. <laughs> I like the sincere matter. reply. Yeah. I know. I'm, I can't believe I'm even answering that. No. <laughs> a rat Let me that be likes clear. Artisanal mustard. No. <laughs> no. No. What no. about a rat? A domesticated rat? Nothing. No. A hamster. I. Not as bad, but I can't do rats. Okay. I, All right. I, I, so the size of cats, like. I can't. I don't know what it is. Maybe I need to go to a, a therapist for that. Maybe we could yeah, do some there's exposure a list. therapy. Yeah. Well, this is going to upset you, uh, but I actually kicked a rat once. Um, no, I love that you kicked a rat. I didn't mean. I didn't mean to though. It it ran across. It ran across my Birkenstock, and I was. I had a swing going with my feet. And I lifted it through the air and it flew and landed on somebody. Oh, I hope he's okay, the rat. If a rat landed on me midair, I'm telling you, I'm not kidding. I would be in a home. I would be drinking. <laughs> have to, like, it's not, I don't want to kick them or kill them. I literally. Yeah. Squirrels in the attic. This is true. Did I tell I like you this, that. Tracy? Yeah. No, but I love that. A yeah. family, a family. Like we moved that's in. So, honestly, that's so nice. I know that they <laughs> cause a lot of damage, but it's so nice to have company. <laughs> there was like shit flying off of the, the roof for, I mean, we would see them go in like just, it's like a hotel. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And so where was this? In my house, right above me. I'd literally up here, I would hear them and constant, constant running around. So we had someone look and it was a woman. She was awesome. And she's like, well, you have two choices. You can you can, uh, we can trap them humanely or we can kill them, but killing them is more. I'm like, why would I kill baby squirrels? Like that is so mean. People do it all the time. So, but it's more? Yeah. It's like, it's going to be a million dollars. We're going to murder them. It's going to be with a machine gun. And I I don't know what's going to happen or we can just trap them and then release them. (laughs) And your kids have to watch it. It's part of the package. Yeah, we gave them all popcorn and they watched the whole thing. It's the murder. I'm going to hire this lady to kick them with their Birkenstocks. 
I love that you well, listen. That's blue. <laughs> did you um? Did you ever have a, a water bug? Is it, you're in the basement apartment. Yes. Did you ever have a water bug? Ugh. Now uh, the only thing uh, that I could say yeah. about water bugs is they come by themselves. They're not an infestation. So that's what I keep telling myself. Oh, I didn't I know that. Bug. Yeah, they they come alone. They they're just uh, visitors. They are so big. Did you so? Did you get a lot of them in the basement? In living in apartments in New York, I did see a lot of water bugs, and they're <sighs> huge, huge. They're, are they the silvery ones with the no, long legs? No, a water bug. No, is those like are a giant. Fine. No, those are not fine, Hemda. You are wrong about that. Those, are, I, those don't bother me at all. Those are what my nightmares are <laughs> made of. I have stepped on a water bug. Looks like a giant cockroach. Yes. Okay, and I have stepped on a water bug, and it's ran away. Yes, oh. I have. I have decapitated like. Just, just like taking bits and pieces, just because that's all you can catch of them sometimes, and they just keep going. I had one. I spoke about it. I think on another episode of ours, where in the middle of the night, I'm like, that felt like a bug crawling on me, and then I see it, and it was it in my sleep. It was crawling on me. Oh. No, I. That's the worst. That was the worst. The worst. It was so hard, and I and they usually can run away from me. They're so fucking fast, and they know you're coming. I was like, oh, this is over for you now. I can't because I'm so horrified. You're so dead. Because I hate, I also hate killing it. It crunches. You don't want to feel it. It's like disgusting. You have to have like the, the steel toed work boots on to kill a yeah. water bug. Mm hmm. Yeah. Hamda has a few of those. So she's good. <laughs> I'm in the 90s. Is there, uh, did I ever speak on this podcast about? Uh, putting a cockroach in my mouth by accident. Have we ever brushed mm-hmm. yes, that did. topic? Yes, yes yeah. you absolutely 100% did. Uh, <laughs> I think that was the episode with Sean Taylor from uh, The Circle on Netflix. Yes. Oh my God. Well, you see what I remember? You see how I, because I, I remember trauma. Like I'm sweating. My hands are sweating right now and I don't feel well. Jessica, was the basement apartment uh, in on the Upper West Side, was that the worst place you ever lived? Yeah. Yeah, because it was really depressing. I was really, really depressed there. And there were always problems and problems with the water and problems, you know, like I said, with bugs. And mm-hmm. it was tiny and the air was screwed up. It was really hard. I was grateful. I mean, it, and it was expensive. Mm-hmm. How much were you paying for rent? Probably like 2000 a month at that point. What? Oh. what? Mm-hmm. Yikes. So the area, to New York, guys. Yeah, yep. And it was a one bedroom. It wasn't a um a studio. So wow. And it had an elevator. No, we took elevator down to the basement. <laughs> That's somehow more depressing. Right. Yeah. So depressing. Yeah. And people did their laundry down there. It was really depressing. Yeah. Mm. A, ba- a basement is a tough, it's a tough sell. I mean, but we're in basements so much for comedy too. It's like, I feel like I just move between basements my entire fucking life. It's so pathetic. And I, I don't know. Um, I have, I have an allergy to molds, right? So like mm-hmm. damp basements and every time I, I do we comedy, right. I, well, I, I have it pretty bad and I cough when I encounter mold and I'm like, why do I cough at every comedy show? Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, <laughs> We only do comedy underground. Yes. Yes. Like rats. <laughs> Even the nice comedy clubs are not street level. That's true. No. Yeah. yeah. Very true. That is so, true. So Jessica, what was your like worst? Like, oh my God, I'm in New York City. This could only happen here. Was there a moment where you were like the most scared or most shocked by something that was happening in front of you? 
well, not to be, I mean, I'm sure people have said this, but I was smack in the middle of the city on 9-11. So that was a disaster. Oh, you were. Oh, my God. Why, what, what happened then? I was. Of, of what oh, year? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I forget. What do you remember? 16. There was, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, a paper. That's when all the street card vendors weren't allowed to sell anymore, right? Right, right. Yeah, that was a horrible situation. You couldn't get uh, any more caricatures in, in Central Park. Yeah, you guys are hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that was horrible. I mean, I, I so that was the worst thing that's ever happened. But I mean, I would. I, you know how many times I've walked down the street to see someone's shitting, and I'm oh. like, Dad, you know, guys, I don't come to New York. Yeah. Guys, well, you, how- you have one of one of two scenarios is from this particular episode. You're either going to see shitting on the street or it's going to be 9-11. I don't know what to tell you. Like, yeah. the, otherwise, you know, you're paying $2,000 for rats to look you eye to eye. And, um, you know, there- but they, they have nice accents here. So definitely get a pretzel and a hot dog in the right. shitty water that it fell on the ground 50 times. And they're really just washing it in that water. But, you know, throw some mustard and uh, ketchup on it. You have a day. So, okay, so during 9-11, question. Um, I have a fascination with 9-11. Uh, and the Holocaust. Yeah, all of it, you know. I do too. I'm very dark. It's horrible. Uh, it's a nightmare. It's uh, running in my brain all the time. How did, you, how did you, like, hear about it? Did someone call you? Obviously, like, there's huge noises and shit like that, but, like, <laughs> no, how does the news spread? It's not a great story, but meaning I was um, working in an exit poll, Mm-hmm. And so was my partner mm-hmm. uh, in different locations to make money. Like it was like a hundred dollars for three hours. What's that? Uh, you just, you know, you take a polls from everyone after they vote. Cause it was on. Yeah. Oh, was, okay. So that was a voting poll. Okay. So uh, I was sitting there and, and I heard a cop's radio. It was mm-hmm. so crazy. Mm-hmm. And it was like, like, like chaos, mm-hmm. you know, them talking to each other on the radio and we're down here and, and and then I was like, what is going on? And then a couple of people ran in. I was on the Upper West Side and they were like, the, the world, um, the, uh, you know, Twin Towers were attacked. It was, it was so insane what was going mm-hmm. on. And I'm like, what, what? And then people started freaking out and I just left my shit. Mm-hmm. I never would normally do. I know this sounds, I, I was so like freaked out from what was going on around me. Sure. And then I went outside and everyone was just like running around going, what is happening? It's just, everyone was confused. No one's phones worked. It was like, uh, people were at pay phones and all kinds of stuff. And the cop was like, he was trying to, another cop was trying to listen. And, and I was like, what is going on? He's like, we've been attacked or whatever. And I just the ran. The cop home. just told you? He said something happened. Like he did, meaning he didn't know what happened, but he yeah. said, just attack like someone just flew a plane into the building fuck um, oh no big deal yeah. and and then i ran home I mean, yeah I, at that point it was the second bill i don't even know i was so out of my mind at the time I, I, of course and i ran home i didn't know where shari was my ex so i freaked out yeah i couldn't get in touch with her yeah and then she came home at, at a certain point and then i'm not kidding i watch tv 
for two weeks. When I tell you, I did not leave the television. It was. By the way, um, just for the younger listeners, TV is a thing that we used to watch that was mounted on the wall. <laughs> and that's where you used to get your news almost Wait, exclusively. Facebook? Yeah. Close. Wait, like Facebook. Like Facebook, but like you had to turn it on on a screen on the wall Nothing. exclusive. Like, okay. like a phone. Cool. Like a microwave, but with Facebook on it. Like yes. Press buttons. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I hear you. <laughs> Well, I you say you ran home and like I've heard a lot of interviews about uh, people reacting to 9-11 and uh, the, like they said the train shut down. So I just like picture people running through the streets, like just they everywhere were. running. That is so frightening. There were people running everywhere. And then I went home and I really thought we were going to be attacked because then you're just like, oh, you know, plane went down in in. Uh, the Pentagon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Folks is gonna get it. We're all. That's it. I felt like we were in. It was not gonna stop. Yeah. So was, like, and I remember thinking, I'm glad I'm in a basement apartment mm. at that point because yeah, it, it was a bunker. You see yeah. that, everybody? You know, after the rain comes a rainbow, <laughs> and uh, and then at you get a half a gl- and then you get a half a glass of water somewhere. I think that's the saying. So. Yeah. You know, at least I'm in this basement apartment for two thousand dollars a month, at least. We're safe. Yeah. You know the saying: after a terrorist attack comes, you know, a rat. <laughs> uh, Jessica, you also you worked on uh, Pete Davidson and uh, Judd Apatow's movie about Staten Island recently, and yeah. I just watched it. You were fantastic in it. Mazel tov. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to spoil anything for anyone, but it was quite a scene that you were in. Did you guys actually film that in Staten Island? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Stat- have I you know. been to Staten He's- Island before that? Um, unfortunately, yes. Uh, it, it's a lot. It's yeah. a lot there. What's it like there? It's, um, it's just. It's Do like- all lives matter there? <laughs> I, how about how about this All for a description of Staten Island? We have five boroughs here. One of them is Staten Island. If the five boroughs made like a, a person, then Staten Island, that person has leprosy and their leg just kind of floated out a little bit, but it's still counting as part of their body. Well, you know, uh, I, I don't like that you say it like that because I am also uh, from natively, like I am from an island that people talk about like that. I'm Sicilian, uh, mm. 89% according to Ancestry.com, which I didn't really think it was going to be that much, but here we are. Um, and also they call Staten Island, Staten Italy. Have you ever heard that? No. They make yes. good sauce. I will give them the sauce. pizza. So there are just some real uh, strong Italians on the island. And I feel, uh, you know, sometimes I go through the trauma of like, are you guys treating us like the Sicilians? But at least, you know what? At the end of the day, I don't live there. So I'm okay with it. I mean, if it's so great, why don't you marry it? Sorry. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Sick dig, Hamda. Nice. So I got just, a little sassy there. You go to Staten Island. Like, were you expect, like, is it like anywhere you've ever been in the world? No, Staten Island is like, I feel like it's a, like, it's the 1980s or something. Like they're stuck in the eighties. It's very weird energy there. I'm so into energy. That's why I'm really doing great during this whole time. Oh yeah, me too. <laughs> really, really thriving from the energy that's around me. Yeah. The energy mostly in Staten Island is in people's nails. They're gorgeous. <laughs> and their mouths. Yeah. Yes. Staten Island is like Jersey, but worse. It's rough. 
Yeah. Jersey That's their new tagline. I'm from Jersey. It's not. Okay, but just the place that you're from in Jersey is very different than other places. A lot of yeah. people don't understand. You know, they're grouping in Jersey with one big uh, Jersey party and there are very different parts of jersey because i actually i spent a lot of time in a similar part of jersey of course you did as a real yeah. estate agent what i was, uh, what I was a, a dental hygienist <laughs> i was a doctor a tattoo I my, artist i did my re- residency at saint barnabas hospital in jersey what? that's where i was no. born <laughs> of course you were i'm telling you i know jersey <laughs> tracy delivered you i don't know if you know that <laughs> Tracy's my mother. Yeah, Tracy is her. Tracy's all of our mothers. Yes, Tracy is a mother to me. I um I have a lot of stretch marks, so it is. You know, it's like when when women they have a baby in their postpartum and they're like, oh, I'm never gonna get rid of this little pouch in front. I'm like, same. Mm. Um, I would. I don't know if I should start telling people that I had a lot of kids, but I just lost them. Not not mm. that they died. Not, I'm sorry. Not that they. I lost them to the state. How I would actually lose my children. I lost my state. To I lost custody. To- I didn't lose the baby. I lost custody. I lost my children to my doctor. I lost my children to Planned Parenthood. <laughs> I lost my lose children. Them. I lost my children no. to some anesthesia and a nice pump. Guys, mm. you didn't I lose them to Planned Parenthood. Pa- hanger. I'm more. I'm more of a vacuum wow. kind of gal. Just really went there. Um, you didn't lose your kid to Planned Parenthood. Planned Parenthood gained a kid. Yes. <laughs> You placed your baby. You placed your baby. That's yes. right. In Planned Parenthood. I'm more of a vacuum guy. <laughs> oh, God. Guys, can I just say something? I, I haven't really talked about this publicly yet, and I know that this might not be the outlet for it, Here but I'm go. working on a new product, and I need to – Um, I, I just need to, like – take the temperature of our listeners and see okay. who'd be interested in it. And I was thinking like, you know, cause you guys are very close friends of mine and I want to know what you think of my invention. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. Ready. I'm sorry that we have to do this, but here we no, are. I love it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So have you ever, Jess, you wear glasses? Yes. Okay. Do you wear prescription sunglasses outside? No, I wear glasses to read, but I okay. don't. Okay. Wear- so, yeah. um, if, if you were to have to wear prescription sunglasses, then you have to bring your regular glasses with you to if you're going to be inside, right? It's like all of these different things. But mm. what if we had a solution to all of that and we had contacts that actually had transition lenses in them and we call them suntacks? Yep, that doesn't sound like you're poking your eye. Also, nope. TM, and that counts. This whole thing is one long lawyer's document so add that <laughs> thank you uh this is a registered trademark of tracy carnazzo suntax are the amazing solution to going outside and going inside what is happening i just need to see who's interested in this i mean listen do they make your eyes look totally black when they're is this outside? a ponzi scheme tracy <laughs> i'm just trying not- to get investors okay is this real yeah. I don't know. I'm thinking about it. Like, I mean, it would probably make the entire eye black because it's a transition lens, but you can go seamlessly outside just, and it's going to give you a little bit of sun protection. I can't see in the sun. You know what? We're going to make this available and it's going to be in our shop at onlyinnewyorkpod.com. That's onlyinnewyorkpod.com. Where right now you can find an episode that you've been missing. You have not heard one of our episodes. You can also watch it. You can also have some balls and sauce with us. It's a whole mess over there. Onlyinnewyorkpod.com. Thank you, Tracy. Let's post that there. 
Yes. Oh my God. Thank you so <laughs> much for backing guys right now. Uh, it's just like a prototype and um, I'm just looking for like initial investors. It's kind of like a Kickstarter of sorts, but mm-hmm, it is going to change mm-hmm. everyone's life and make sure you go to our store at only because everything is there and it's just like so much fun. We have holographic stickers. Yes, we do. We got holographic and stickers. And, do you and have holographic suntax. stickers? <laughs> no. I'm going to go shopping on your site all day today. You yes. should. Get some suntacks, Jess. Pick them up. I will. They're available for pre-order. <laughs> I, had, I have no idea what this is, and I'm very suspicious, but we're just going to let this fly. Well, Jessica, Jessica where could people find you? Um, <laughs> you guys are hilarious. Uh, I am can be found. I'm I'm on uh, Instagram, Jesse Kirsten, J E S S Y K I R S O N. My website is jessicakirsten.com, where I used to have a schedule of performances, and <laughs> I have a website, relatively sane, which is my pod. I mean, a website. My podcast is relatively it's a sane. podcast. Yeah, mm-hmm. I forgot. Jessica's podcast is so awesome. Uh, she's had some big, giant guests that I can't even believe. Recently, you had Margaret Cho on Mario Cantone. These are like big, yeah. big guests. Yeah. And I can't fun, believe it. Fun people. Yeah. So guys, check yeah, her out yeah. at Relatively Sane. That is her podcast, and it's available everywhere you listen to podcasts. Yes. Yeah. Tracy, where yeah. can we find your other podcast? Oh, okay. Well, my other podcast are Teen Mom Trash Talk and 90 Day Fiance Trash Talk in case you are garbage. Uh, you can listen and to my other And it's trash podcast. of all colors, right? You're trash like, of all mm-hmm. colors. Yeah. You don't have to be white trash. You could be any color trash to listen to my podcast. And you could go to tracycarnazzo.com for um, any of my projects that I'm working on. And please follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Trixie Tuzini, T-R-I-X-I-E-T-U-Z-Z-I-N-I because I am very, very lonely Hamda, mm. where can people <laughs> follow you find you oh i'm in my closet in long island city trying not to get killed and murdered by andrea Watching but until you. that happens <laughs> uh keith and the girl.com keith and the girl is a podcast that i've been doing since 2005 we've had like so many fun guests on uh it you can find it anywhere podcasts are go to keith and the girl in all the places. My name is Chemda, it's spelled C-H-E-M-D-A, and uh, I'm probably the first 10 pages of Google, so thank you. Oh, look at you. <laughs> Follow me at Andrea Comedy 69 on Instagram. Consume me. Send me photos of your genitalia. Uh, sexually harass me. I'm so alone. Um, <laughs> And I have another podcast called The Hot Mess Comedy Hour. You know it. You love it. Check it out. We talk about why you're a hot mess. And, you know, it's a pretty easy show as of recently because the world is on fire. So, uh, you know, have a good time. Go to onlyinnewyorkpod.com as well. Balls sauce. <laughs>